Welcome to Paul Martin's Catholic Podcast. I'm Paul Martin. I used to be a Presbyterian, then Pentecostal preacher. After studying the Bible and church history afresh, I converted to Catholicism in December 2017. My talk today is Who is the Whore of Babylon and the Beast of Revelation? And an extra side note, who is the Antichrist? Is it the Pope? Like anti-Catholics claim. The word Antichrist appears just four times in Scripture. 1 John chapter 2 verses 18 and 19 says, Many Antichrists will come and have already come. 1 John chapter 2 verses 22 and 23 says, An Antichrist is anyone who denies Jesus came in the flesh or denies the Father and the Son. The same is said in 1 John chapter 4 verses 1 to 3. In 2 John verse 7, it says, Those deceivers who say Jesus did not come in the flesh are impostors and antichrists. And no pope has ever denied that Jesus came in the flesh or denied the Father and Son. This is just a reference to the Gnostics. There was an urban legend spread in 1866 by a Seventh-day Adventist, Uriah Smith. And in his book, The United States in the Light of Prophecy, page 224, he claimed falsely that the Pope has an inscription written on his hat and his throne, Vicarius Philae Dei, which means Vicar of the Son of God. And the Roman numerals of that add up to 666. And he used this as proof, in adverted commas, that the Pope was the Antichrist. Unfortunately for him, the Pope has never ever had that inscription written or gone by that title. The Pope is called Vicarius Christos, which means a vicar of Christ, a vicar who's in submission to Christ and follows Christ. And the Roman numerals of that do not add up to 666. I forget what it is. I think it's 200 or something. But this misinformation is being spread to this day, which is pretty shameful when you think about it. And using the days in Daniel, over 1,200 and something days, Ellen G. White claimed that from... 538 AD to 798 AD that the Pope had absolute power over the world. And that's not true. Even Seventh-day Adventist historians are bewildered and scratching their heads asking, OK, what happened in 538 AD? Because there's no evidence of any significant thing happening. And the popes didn't rule over the world in those days. It was the Islamic empires for the bulk of that time. The popes also suffered great losses, such as the Great Schism with the Orthodox Church and then the Protestant Reformation. And there were many popes martyred or killed by ruthless and unscrupulous political leaders before, during and after this time period. So that has to be scrapped. They've spread fiction that the Emperor Justinian gave the Pope temporal authority. 
that there's no evidence for anything like that happening. Furthermore, the Vatican City is not on the Seven Hills of Rome. The Seven Hills of Rome are east of the Tiber River and the Vatican City is nowhere near them. In fact, where the Vatican City is today was never a part of ancient Rome. It wasn't part of Rome then and it's not part of Rome now. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4 says that a man of lawlessness will proclaim himself to be God. No Pope has ever done that. The beast in Revelation chapter 17 verses 9 to 14 tells us who the beast is. Seven heads are seven hills on which the woman sits. The woman is Jerusalem, faithless Jerusalem, sitting on pagan Rome. They are also seven kings. Five of them have already fallen. One is in power and one has not yet come. But when he comes, he will rule for a short time. Okay. This actually tells us when the book of Revelation was written and it tells us the time period to which it is referring. How do we know this? Because it says there are five kings ruling this city of, that have fallen, that are dead, that are in the past. And the sixth one is currently ruling. Now, Rome for centuries did not have kings, it had a senate ruling. And then a few generations before the birth of Christ, Julius Caesar was put in power. He wasn't technically called emperor throughout most of his rule, he was called dictator for life. But Suetonius, in his Lives of the Twelve Caesars, tells us that he was proclaimed emperor in his last days that he ruled before his assassination. Rome went back to being a, a senate, ruled for a while, a few years, and then it went officially became the empire under Augustus. So most encyclopedias will say that Augustus, his successor, was the first emperor. But to the ancient people who read Revelation, and wrote books like Lives of the Twelve Caesars, they actually regarded Julius as the first emperor. So these were the five emperors, exceptionally evil men, who were dead. I'm going to read out the first five. Julius Caesar, followed by Augustus, followed by Tiberius, followed by Caligula, then Claudius. These men were all dead. Who was the sixth emperor? His name was Nero. Nero was the sixth. His name adds up to 666 in Hebrew, Caesar Nero. And he was an exceptionally evil man. He was called the beast by the ancient Romans. He used to put on a animal's skins, like lion skins, and he used to bite people in the arena. He was a very cruel sadist. 
and he would be succeeded by someone who would rule for a short time period. He was succeeded by Galba, who ruled for seven months after Nero had ruled for about 13 or 14 years. Galba was then replaced by Otho, who ruled for three months, who was replaced by Vitellius, who was finally succeeded by the 10th Emperor, and there were 10 horns on this beast, so it may well refer to the first 10, if my interpretation is correct. The 10th was Vespasian. Vespasian was declared the Messiah by Jews who had turned over to the Roman Empire. There was a few traitors among them, and they followed Vespasian and they showed him in scripture. They showed him where in Numbers 24, 17 and 18 that a ruler would come out of Judea who would rule the nations with an iron scepter. And they said, look, you're here in Judea. You've just defeated the Jews, inflicted a three and a half year tribulation on Jerusalem. And then he sacked the city. He was declared emperor while he was in Judea and he came back to Rome and he ruled as emperor and people said, who is like Rome? Who can defeat them? He brought back strength and vitality to the Roman Empire when people thought they were on the verge of collapse. Vespasian, Roman historians say, performed miracles when he got back to Jerusalem. Sorry, got back from Jerusalem to Rome. He claimed to be the Messiah. He was an antichrist figure for sure. Now, Revelation chapter 11 verse 8 says that the whore is Sod Sodom and Egypt and also where our Lord was crucified, which means it was Jerusalem. And Revelation chapter 18 verse 24 says it was them that come that killed the prophets and Matthew chapter 23 verse 37 that's what Jesus said. And we're told that the beast would ravage and desolate her. Revelation chapter 17 verses 16 to 17. And Jesus foretold this in Luke chapter 21 verses 5 to 21. And there was a three and a half year tribulation from 66 to 70 AD. Revelation chapter 18 verse 4 says about the hall, which was Jerusalem, Depart from her, my people, lest you share in her evil and share in her punishment. And Jesus said, When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, flee to the mountains. Luke chapter 21 verses 20 and 21. Now, in 66 AD, when the Romans arrived to crush the Jewish revolt, they surrounded the city. And the Jewish Christians remembered what Jesus had said. And they said, OK, we've got to flee to the mountains. But then the Romans lost their nerve and they withdrew temporarily. As soon as that happened, all the Christians in Jerusalem fled to the mountains but the rest of the Jews said, no, God's going to give us victory over these pagan Romans. 
But then the Romans came back and they laid siege to Jerusalem. And there were many horrific accounts of starvation and there was cannibalism during that horrific time. And in the end, the Romans came in and they sacked Jerusalem. They burned the temple, the gold melted, so they pulled every stone away so that not one stone was left on another. And so, my friends, we see that the prophecies about the beast and the whore refer to Jerusalem as the whore. The beast was the pagan Roman Empire of the time. And we're told that Jesus, they would fight against the lamb and the lamb would conquer them. Well, there were numerous Roman empires, sorry, Roman emperors, such as Nero and others who persecuted the Christians. But the Christians overcame them. And this, my friends, happened when Constantine to agreed to tolerate Christianity. And shortly after his time, it was eventually made the state religion. And the Roman Empire became Christianized. Isn't that a beautiful story of victory over paganism? Thank you for listening. God bless.